Football is around the corner and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right. Double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows? Maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's The Mismatch, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Monday night from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Camera, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin Berto! How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. It has been a easygoing summer, but it has not been without basketball. In fact, I had a national writer text me yesterday and I was like, uh, he asked me how I was doing. And I said, I'm doing well and yourself. And he's like, I'm waiting for the off season. <laughs> he <laughs> like, because he has been uh, covering the World Cup as well. Now, honestly, I've been getting up in the morning. And if I know that Team USA is on, I have found myself flipping it on. And when there's been other games on that I have an awareness of, uh, I turn them on. And one of the things about watching this, we've talked about the young stars that are involved in Team USA. And I watched their game against Greece this morning. Super impressive. Nobody plays over like 21 minutes. The team looks very good. Greece was very little competition for them. But one of the things, as I watch so many NBA games every year, and then we get to the playoffs, and so many of them can become so long. I got to be honest with you, Kevin. This product is something that I envy greatly. Yep. 
40 I really minutes. Do. I a envy. lot less fouls. It's the pacing's beautiful. I understand the broadcast stuff and everything, and so it can't be done. But, you know, they only get two timeouts in the first half. They get three timeouts in the second half, but only two in the last two minutes of the fourth. And then they get a timeout that they can use if it goes to overtime, but each break 60 seconds. And so the pace of this thing and the fact that there is just so much basketball that goes on, the game is just moving up and down. Now, it got a, it, this one was a little more slow because of the immense amount of free throws in the Greece game. But even then, it's kind of like, all right, now guy goes to the free throw line. Pop, pop, takes the free throws. Now we're back to playing basketball again. And there's just so much action. I don't, I know, you know, it takes a lot smarter person than me to figure out how you can get, you know, just closer to that kind of flow. But I got to be honest, just watching it, I envy the product. I do. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, players can't grift for fouls the same no. way that they do in the NBA. Now, the NBA should be taking notes, though. I know, I know you said that the because of commercials and the broadcasts yep. and all that type of stuff, you can't change from 48 minutes to 40 minutes. You can't have you know only two timeouts per team in every half. You can't remove the TV timeouts and all the stuff like that. But, but if you do... Maybe it leads to significantly more viewership when you change the way ads are delivered to mm. the viewer. Maybe instead of cutting to a full screen commercial break when everybody's looking at their phone anyway, you instead go to split screen video of the coach in the huddle. There's a there's a bar on the side of the screen that's displaying an advertisement. It's like with our podcast advertisements. Personally, Chris, I think for any podcast like uh, advertisers li- interested in our show, I think. The ads shouldn't cut. I think it should be within the flow, like Mr. Mm. Beast videos, where it's part of the content. Right. And it becomes something that the listener or the viewer actually enjoys. And it's part of it. But if you just cut to commercial, people just look at their phone. And then they're, like, they're completely tuning out of the commercial nowadays. So I think for the league and, the, and their broadcast partners, that is something to think about. How do you overhaul the way ads are delivered. And does that mean you can then, therefore, improve the aesthetics of the game, and which is ultimately what's going to bring in more viewers, more people who want to dedicate two hours, two and a half hours of their time to watching a full game and getting the best possible experience. To me, I think that should be first above all else. How do you make this the best product? And the NBA should be taking notes, and then you figure out the advertising after that. I'll also say that just from watching this Team USA, I have found this Team USA team to be intensely likable. Like, I like oh, rooting dude. for them. The I like ball rooting moves. for them. Like, the, like that pass Reeves had to Halliburton behind the back, back uh, to Reeves, flips it to Bobby Portis for the layup and transition. Like, all these guys are just high IQ, hustle and maniacs. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, and that's going to be the fun part. As the competition gets greater, you know, you're kind of in regular season mode if you're Steve Kerr where everybody's playing even Walker Kessler got some minutes today nobody's hey, playing big Chris, minutes Chris, everybody's say, eating and happy hey, but wait a minute don't say even Walker Kessler that dude is one of the best run protectors in the league I get it but I mean 
he's the last guy on this roster. Yeah, I know, I know. And he, you know, they they're playing Paulo at five, and even like you saw Paolo moments looks good. today. Paulo looks good at the five, man, doesn't he? You just see all. This is when you can really see how truly interchangeable this new wave of stars has become. There's a moment where they have, you know, Jaron Jackson is no longer guarding the center because Anthony Edwards is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they've got guys like Anthony Edwards that can just switch on and start guarding centers so that Jared Jackson can roll a, roam around and block shots. And one thing about today and just watching them, obviously Reeves was great. Josh Hart did all of his role player stuff. I would have loved with this version, we talked about how there are guys that are extremely accomplished that are playing in this, like Luca. But when we got beyond that, we we're kind of down to Towns. Towns was one of the most accomplished guys in terms of all NBAs and contracts and everything that's participating in this. There's not a ton. A lot of guys are sitting this one out. I would love to have seen this Team USA, not like the Olympic one, this Team USA have to play Greece with Giannis. Oh, yeah. that Because that's a totally different deal. He is by far the most accomplished, best player on the floor. And I think it would have been great for Paolo Bancaro and for Jaron Jackson and for all those guys that are a part of this Team USA to have to go up against Giannis because... You know, his brother's out there. His brother's not an NBA player. Yeah. He's not. I know he's, he's, he's in on, the NBA. I know. But, <laughs> he's Giannis' brother. It's like, yeah, it's if his name get. was uh, Thanasis Jones, he's <laughs> he's not playing in the NBA, bro. Oh, I mean, in, uh, instead of Giannis, they got Papa Giannis, though. Right. And not good enough. He's, you know what? He's not bad, though. Uh, thank also, him. No, he was solid to, to, against the USA, but also not an NBA player. Yeah, and I would have loved to have seen this version of Team USA have to deal with the team with the honest. Now, we might get to see him have to deal with uh, with Luca because he is by far the best guy that is playing in this. He's killing everybody in his sight. He looks the best he's looked in a summer, uh, for sure, in terms of every time you see a picture of him, he's clearly, there's always this, time. And I've seen it happen with a lot of the European guys as well. You know, I'm not saying that there aren't American players that start to watch what they eat and really start taking care of themselves, but there have been several, like, whether it was Sabonis, whether it was Mark Gasol, whether it was the reigning MVP and world champion Nikola Jokic, right? Like, these guys that there comes a moment as they're kind of in those mid-20s after some years in the league and they're already awesome that they start taking all the off-the-court stuff more seriously and then they turn into different deals. And it's not like Luca wasn't already one of the best players in the world, but he dominates people. He, I mean, he had four steals today in the game. And I do think that you may, we may catch. I think this might be foretelling of a season where it's like, okay, now we're going to start to remember when we thought this guy could be the best player in the league. You know, he's kind of, 
he's not hot right now. He's, you know, they didn't, they didn't end up making the playoffs. He wasn't having the big playoff moments. He wasn't even involved. And so we were all about it, you know, just a few years ago when they were making that crazy run to the West Finals. And then last year was kind of a downturn. Maybe, maybe this year will be the remind everyone who exactly he is. Well, if you look at the FanDuel NBA MVP odds, right now Luka is third at plus 650, Giannis second, plus 500, Jokic is the favorite at plus 430. Do you think Luka should be the favorite? No. No. I mean, he still has to do it. And those I, I know, other I know, two... But, but considering everything you just outlined, how amazing of shape he looks like he's in, this could be a prove-it year for him. Yep. Well, he has Kyrie Irving as his co-star on the team. I like their offensive rating was unbelievable when those guys shared the floor in minutes last season. Luca could be in store for a huge season. Yep. Third, so you just think third is appropriate? That he yeah, should be just the because of the other two, right? But like, as I mean, but as but would you pick him? Like if you're making your prediction early, this isn't an official prediction. It's only August 28th as we record. But today, would you pick Luca as MVP? I think that if I were, if you were asking me to place a bet, that's what I would do. You'd place the bet on Luca plus six fifty. Okay, correct. Uh, I, I think I, that's I think completely just, fair. I think it's just better odds because I do think they're going to be vastly improved as a team. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're watching, I, like their I know they're playing against Georgia, you know, in this game today. But it's not like he's not doing this against everybody. He's looked amazing this summer, and I do think that you know he weirdly has something to prove coming into next year, as well as that team has something to prove. And so, yeah, I mean, and and we always like to give it to somebody new. In the end, when all was said and done, they were raising the trophy, people were like, ah, Jokic is actually the MVP. Even though I know it's a regular season award, but after the MB vomiting all over himself when it mattered most, and then Jokic, delivering over and over again totally historic performances. You know, we want to give it to somebody different. And so he hasn't have his yet. And Giannis has his, and Embiid has his, and Jokic has his. And so there's no question. There's going to come a year where Luke is the MVP. It's just whether or not it's going to be this one or not. Do you think? He'll win yeah, an MVP. I, I, I'd be shocked if he never won an MVP. I'd be shocked. Yeah, and he looks great. So I hope Team USA ends up facing them. Uh, you know, you got a couple of these other teams that are worth checking out. Bogdanovich and that Nikola Jovic has been fun for uh, Serbia. Jovic. Jovic. Yeah. Jovic. They, and hell, it might help him get a Dame deal done if he keeps popping <laughs> off. Right? Yeah, he looks good. He looks good offensively. He's yeah. versatile. He's showing a lot of the stuff that he showed that made him a first-round draft pick. Yeah, and the Canadian team has been awesome. Oh, they're so loaded. And they're loaded. They got SGA. SGA. Barrett. Olenek. uh, Dwight Powell. Nikhil (laughs) Alexander-Walker. Dylan Brooks. I mean, they got a bunch of guys on that team. A bunch of NBA guys. And Zach Eady coming off the bench. Yeah, and they have 44 assists against Lebanon. (laughs) 44 you know it's isn't it it's interesting with them because you know i I just saw the name shay gilvis alexander on the mvp odds and he is 
ninth at plus 1,800. And with SGA, he does not play like the Oklahoma City version of Shea Gildas Alexander for Team Canada like Luca does for Slovenia. SGA is in ball sharing mode. He's you know not having to dominate like he does for the Thunder. It's just a completely different style of play for him. Whereas Luca is like he has become the same guy in international play uh, that he is for the Mavericks because he's undeniably that legend like legendary of a talent. He has to get the ball for them to have success. I'm gonna give you another guy that if you've watched this FIBA stuff at all, and you can flip on a random game. And see Germany, and you would think Dennis Schroeder is one of the best 30 players in the <laughs> NBA. He is awesome. I mean, he's like that guy for Germany, and Germany's got players on it. Like, they're kind of a fun team. They got the Wagner brothers, and they got some guys. Bonga, Tice. Yeah, they got some players. And Schroeder is just a menace. He's big for the Lakers last year. Uh, in spots and is pretty tenacious. And the Raptors got him for a very low contract. I went back and looked, it's two for 26. So it's not like they're paying him a lot and uh, to play in Toronto. And he probably just is always going to be an asset, somebody. He's been on a bunch of teams, but I was shocked. to I went and looked it up. I'm like, how old is he now? He's only 29. <laughs> I feel like I've been watching Dennis Schroeder for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> right like yeah on those atlanta teams doesn't it seem like forever ago i know that he was a hawk that seems like so long ago to me it seems like a long time ago when he was playing for the thunder to me <laughs> it's like you go and look and it's like he, i mean he has been in the league like a decade he just came in when he was 19 it's crazy it's reminiscent of like a year ago when we were talking about Steven Adams being 29. It's like, what the <laughs> hell? How? Or like Valanchunas not being 30. And it's like, what is going on? We just see these guys for so long. Um, and yeah, Schroeder, not even 30 years old. And I just, I just stared at my basketball reference screen. I'm like, ow. And I'm like adding up. I'm like, is this real? He's only 29, but he's good for Germany. And then, oh, Kev, you're French, guys. Oh, don't, don't go oh, there. Don't Kev. go there. Let, let's, oh, let's move on. Kev. Let's move on to the oh, next Kev. topic. Let's, oh, let's Kev. move. Let's, we can move on instead of talking about that they fourth were quarter choke job. At nope. the last two World Cups. <laughs> Runner-up in the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> and it's because they didn't have Killian or Nilakina. That's why. Lost by 30 <laughs> to Canada. Oh. Then turned around and had a, like a 13-point fourth quarter lead against <laughs> oh, no. Davis, Bertans, and Latvia. Oh, God. And Fournier and Batum and Gobert all headed home. Batum said he doesn't even want to show his face in France. <laughs> That's how much they let him down. Oh, man. Lose to Latvia. And mm. I guess, look, by next time around, they'll have Wemby by the time it comes to the Olympics. And they might have Embiid. I was reading that he got mm. French citizenship. And so... Might be a little battle for uh, Team USA and France to try to get the services of Joel Embiid for uh, the next go round in international play. 
for the Olympics, but what a disgrace. I am sorry. Yeah. To all of our French listeners, I mean, I'm sorry, guys, but that is, that's pathetic. Come on. Latvia, really? They're sent home. And surprise your boy Gobbert couldn't get it done. What an old. So guess, La- guess Latvia had a strict five, like God. every other team that sent him home early. Gobbert. <laughs> wow. Oh, said, oh my oh. goodness. Even, even if Latvia has a stretch five, it's over. Tough. Space him out. Oh man, that uh that French the French offense was an embarrassment. Francisco, I mean, just can't run the show <laughs> off the bench for them. I, I mean, the offense was a joke. Um and Rudy, Rudy, Rudy I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna talk about how Rudy had a very poor game. Including some some flubs down the stretch as well. Oh, come on, um, but but yeah, we can talk uh, about it. Let's talk about uh, it. How, <laughs> how about that play where he's open underneath the basket and ain't passing the ball? Everybody hates Rudy. I mean, nobody likes Rudy. I Feed mean, him the ball. We we saw. <laughs> Just passing I mean, the ball. The fr- that French offense was disgusting. P.S. Towns is still around. Yeah. Towns' team's still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, France, who, I mean, they, geez, they were a runner-up in the Olympics, and they were sent home. It's kind of crazy that they're 0-2. They've lost, like, that's crazy. No, they're done. I know, they're. that's what I'm saying. 0-2, like, losing both. I know. I mean, crazy. Like, even Cape Verde won a game. And- <laughs> Cape Verde. Cape Verde, the reason why Cape Verde stands out to me is because I grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts, which has the highest population of Cape Verdeans in the United States. So, what kind of what, trivia what, what, is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is a Cape Verdean? It's, it's like a little, little tiny island off the coast of Africa. And so where I grew up, Cape Verdeans, it's like normal. There's tons of Cape Verdeans in Brockton. There's Tens of thousands what? of Cape Verdeans in Brockton. Yeah, it is thousands? the number one. <laughs> tens. I didn't of even thousands. know there were thousands of Cape Verdeans. I've never met <laughs> yes. a Cape Verdean. Yes, there's tens of thousands of Cape Verdeans in Brockton. I grew up with Cape Verdeans as friends through elementary school, through high school, and for me, it was normal until I realized, wait a minute, Cape Verdeans basically only live in Brockton and Boston and some other Massachusetts cities. Like they're not they're not in many other states uh, in the U.S. at all, so it's kind of cool to see Cape Verde get a win. Um, Who's playing for Cup. them? Uh, uh, Eddie Tavares, remember that oh, guy, yeah. kind of big seven foot two guy. I remember the um, name. Yeah, Tavares is is the main name that uh, NBA people will know. But um, yeah, Cape Verde one and one, they got a dub. Wow. Good for Who's them. The, yeah, there was that other team. Who's the, is it? Is it the next team that Team USA plays? Jordan? Is it? Who is Rondé Hollis Jefferson playing for? He's playing for somebody <laughs> where he's like the guy for uh, something. It might be. It might be that Jordan team. Yeah, it's Jordan. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how about on social media this week for the people who listen to our podcast that aren't on X or Instagram or TikTok or any of the social media apps? I woke up. 
the morning of that game and saw highlights of Rondé Hollis Jefferson channeling Kobe Bryant, you know, the, the emoji eyes. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. And I watched, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I see why the social <laughs> media manager tweeted this. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, going, going nuts out there for Jordan. Turnaround jumpers from mid-range. He's the guy for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, who else are they going to pass to, right? No, I wonder how he does against the U.S. on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, probably, probably terrible. terrible. Yep. Yeah. yep. He'll pr- he'll probably get the uh, Thanasis treatment. Like mm. you're the only NBA guy out there. Okay, we're going to make things terrible for oh, you. Ca- oh, Cape Verde plays Slovenia that day. Hell okay. yeah, go Cape Verde. Let's go. There, there you go. Can, let's see what they can do against Luca. Kevin Cape Verde. Okay, got that. <laughs> I had no idea you're such a big fan of their work. It's no, dude. It's it is it is crazy though. Like uh, number one in the U.S. Brockton, Massachusetts for Cape Verdean population. Who knew? There's your trivia question, everyone. <laughs> Today's episode of the Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. One interesting NBA note that has taken place since we last spoke was there was a random player signing that took place. And you want to talk about just falling through the cracks, the PJ Washington contract, when that hit and like the news broke, like, oh, PJ Washington signing a contract with Charlotte. I was like, wait, what? Like, P.J. Washington didn't get a deal? It's just one of those that everything comes so fast and furious once free agency hits that I didn't even know that P.J. Washington was still hanging out there without a deal. Like, it felt like the last... I remember feeling like, when is this Grant Williams thing going to get done? And then, obviously, the Jayla Brown deal. But that felt dragged out. But then on, like, the end of August for it to be just some random, hey, the P.J. Washington deal got done. I I didn't know what the hell was going on. And <laughs> they got him cheap. I don't yeah. I don't understand why he locked that in. To me You, you would have went with like a one year prove it deal if you were him? For sure. Like maybe his, his advice was the money won't be out there. But I think you and I are both probably higher on PJ Washington than many. Yeah. But I, I like I him a lot. I think he has real value, and I think he could have real value to a good team. It is a bargain contract for the Hornets. And if I'm a Hornets fan, I am ecstatic with yeah. what was reported for the three years, $48 million. I am fired up about that because I think PJ Washington, 25 years old, super versatile on offense. He's the type of guy you can use him in different roles, different situations, and defensively, he's versatile. He can protect the rim a little bit as a helper. He can switch onto the perimeter as well. He's not some lockdown guy by any means, but at at 6'7 with length, 
and size. He can play different roles for you. I think his true value is going to show on a team that's winning. And Charlotte has not been that team ever. Um, but maybe with LaMelo and some of the other guys that they have and recent draft picks and P.J. Washington coming back, maybe they can build off what they did in the second half of last season when they had a top 10 defense in basketball. And for P.J. Washington, I think this could be a, a big year for him. To your point, Chris, about this being a, a three-year deal instead of a one-year prove-it deal, he probably just wanted the security. $48 million um, is is a hell of a lot of money. And maybe three years of proving it sets you up for two hundred million. Maybe in his eyes, that's worth worth. Maybe, the but these are like prime years. They are. Yeah, he's twenty. I mean, you're getting this guy like right about to go into his prime because he wasn't like an eighteen year old coming into the league, and you're, so you're catching this guy right when he's about to be going into his prime at these prices. It, it's a very, very team-friendly deal. Very team-friendly. And just bizarre for it to go to the end of August. Maybe he just, I don't know. Yeah, there's the security that comes along with it. And I know nobody's going to scoff at making, you know, almost $50 million. But it's, life is leverage. And I am surprised that he did not have more. Because I just figured the going rate for him would be bigger. But there is kind of there there is more of that like kind of middle class deal. I felt like getting signed this summer. Or maybe we're seeing a kind of a correction where it's not like okay, even the even it, it, there were there were several. I felt like we came back and like wow, especially in restricted, where we were like wow, Austin Reeves, what a deal for Austin Reeves and. Clearly, he's made that look great with his play for Team USA. And this is another one of those. The guys that are going to restricted, there just wasn't another something out there where teams weren't signing big offer sheets to guys where another team had to match. And so then you're just kind of, if that if that's not out there, you don't have leverage. You just kind of got to take what you're getting offered by your team. But maybe more of that range is going to be signed going forward. I, th I think that could be the case because it felt like we just had a bunch of guys not getting paid much and a guy's getting paid a fortune. Sure. And, and, right? and now, the, now the guy in that situation is Christian Wood. He's mm -hmm. kind of in limbo right now. Um, where is he going to go? Definitely not back to Dallas. Could it be Miami? Could it be the Lakers? I mean, yeah, because we even talked about unsigned. it, right? We got that question yeah. about Malik Beasley last week. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, okay, just another prove it deal. And Kelly Oubre is still out there too. That's the other guy. I mean, I'm not a big Oubre guy at all, but he's a solid player. He's long, lengthy. He actually scored a lot for that Washington for team, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. He averaged like 20 points. Uh, granted, it's a super small sample, but uh, even it's the, also the, uh, the Hornets Hornet team. Hornet team. The Hornets, oh, Hornets I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but Washington, Washington earlier in his career, which also right. feels like forever ago. I know. <laughs> but, I know. Um, He's been I mean, a yeah. freaking warrior since all that. <laughs> TJ Warren as well, another guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty slim pickings at this point. But, we're talking but about like these these names we're talking about, though, I mean, I mean, Terrence Davis, Kelly Oubre, 
Like these are guys that, you know, probably are good enough to at least be on a team already with a solid contract. It just shows how deep the league is. I know it. Um, speaking of teams that have guys that are making a fortune and guys that aren't making all that much, they do not have a lot of these middle tier contracts. And that is the Phoenix Suns. I happened to be in Phoenix over the weekend. It was my first, uh, it was my first time I've ever been to Phoenix, Scottsdale area. It was hot, right? Was it over oh, 100? It was, that was 150 degrees. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it there. Uh, I had a ton of fun. It was a nice trip. But See I did any beautiful sunsets in Phoenix? I did. Oh, nice. We were yeah, right by that Camelback nice Mountain. And oh. I, I wasn't trying to climb that thing. Um, not when it's 115 degrees outside. I saw helicopters going and like retrieving people. Oh and I'm like, okay, yeah, that ain't for me. It's a death wish to go up there now. You ain't lying. And so anyways, what I wanted to speak on was I was there from Friday to Sunday. And I always notice this when I go to different NBA towns. How aware am I of the team when I'm there? Like at the airport, bouncing around town, going to like the the big mall they have there, talking to people, seeing people wearing stuff, whatever. And I got to be honest with you, I couldn't, I, I wasn't there. Like, you know the sons are there immediately. And everyone I talked to that was like an NBA fan or like a basketball, like super excited, like over the moon excited about this upcoming season and the whole, now we have Durant and we got Beal and we got this different <laughs> owner. And it's like, I just, I don't know. And you know what? You could have run into all manner of different people, but anytime I talk basketball with anybody there, I just liked the vibe, man. I just liked the way people are feeling about it. It was, it's a, it's refreshing. Number one, the people there were so nice. But beyond that, that they were like genuinely excited and positive and like looking forward to this upcoming season. And I know what it's like to be a fan of a team. And you sit around, and you bitch about this. Ah, we still need this. We still need that. And if this, uh, hopefully this guy doesn't do this and they'll play this, you know, but it felt a lot like the Hope Springs Eternal stuff. And I swear, there is Durant and Booker shit everywhere. Hmm. Everywhere. Jerseys, shirt jerseys, shirts, hats. I mean, you just see it all over. And it's weird because not as much. Uh, usually you go to towns like that and it's just like whatever the NFL team is. is just You're just plastered with everywhere. And not, that's not just a lot not, of and that's Arizona just not Cardinals. so. Not much Kyler Murray I mean, out see, there. I saw Kyler Murray uh and Buda Baker stuff at some places. But other than that, that was really the only Cardinal stuff I really saw. I didn't mm. see anybody wearing Cardinals gear. Now, in fairness, Vegas has them as the lowest over under by I think three games to any team. Their over-under for the season is three and a half wins. Jeez. And, and they play 17 games. Jeez. Oh, my God. Three and a half. So they're on a downturn. Oh, yeah. I yeah, get Fan, it. FanDuel has the Cardinals as 
plus 18,000 to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you might as well T- just tied go. for last with the Texans yeah, for what it's Just worth. go throw your money in a fire pit. <laughs> they, I just, I don't know. I just, being around there for three days and having an awareness, you know, I'm always, I try to have an awareness of how a town feels, what people are thinking, and then kind of how much, it, clearly Arizona State's there, so you see a lot of Arizona State stuff, but I saw a lot of Sun stuff, man. I really did. I saw people wearing it. I saw people selling it. And everybody I talked to was super excited about that team. And they are certainly going to be one of the premier teams in the NBA. And they've got the star power. And you see the Durant thing. It's just weird to see Durant stuff all over. Because you just, we did not get a lot of Phoenix Mm. Suns Durant. You know what I mean? I feel like it's not, I just, it has not been super memorable yet. They were down guys by the time they got to the playoffs. And he was hurt like almost as soon as he got there. So it feels kind of weird to see all this Durant Sun stuff. But I don't know. I li- I really liked the town. And I thought the people there were super nice. And I thought they were in love with that team and super positive and excited. And it. It made me uh it made me happy for them that they're so looking forward to the season. I know part of it's gotta be they got rid of that sorry ass owner finally. That's just <laughs> such a bummer. Oh, and here's the other thing. If I was a player, I would hundred percent want to play there. Yeah, Phoenix is a great terrible ever. I mean terrible owner. Do you know how bad your owner has to be for people not to want to be there? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean I've been to Phoenix, well, I think maybe twice. I think twice. And, and I've liked it both times. It's a nice city. Uh, and like it's even nicer when it's not 150 right. degrees. But during during the basketball season, which is I when know. you're primarily there anyway, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it was and, nice. Be- and beautiful sunsets. The sky, I love the sky in Phoenix. So I'm happy for you Suns fans. Yeah, bright now Suns. Yeah, bright now Suns. Mm-hmm. Hope springs eternal. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions all apply. See website for details. All right. We've got to get to some uh, questions. We've been trying to hit some throughout the summer. Questions that we have gotten in the mailbag. Give them the mailbag so they can uh, send in more as the uh, summer goes on because we'll have a couple more of these before we get into all our season preview stuff. You can either email us at nbamailbag at gmail.com. That's nbamailbag at gmail.com. Or you can 
tweet at us at Chris Vernon Show at Kevin O'Connor NBA. And, you know, we'll see that in our mentions as we scroll through. And this is what we have starting with this week's mailbag from Can Eric. I, uh, real uh, real up? quick, 20-second timeout. You know, I do resent the changing of the name. From Twitter to X? Yeah, because you just said, just tweet us, right? Yeah, I mean, that's an old habit. It's always going to be like, we're always going to say that. What, what are we going to say, X us? No, no, no. I, I think we would just say, send it to us on X. Yeah. I think that's what just it could, be, name, could become. See, I, I, I've never, I've, I've never cared about stuff like that. It's the same website to me, regardless of the I colors or I the just name don't want to change my. I don't want to have to change my language on everything. Yeah, I mean that's why I just tweet, just spit right out of my mouth. That just happens naturally after however long we've been on that app. Too long from, for, yeah, way too long. It's, it's a hellhole. Always has been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, from Eric in Milwaukee. Uh, my question is pretty straightforward. What's your earliest basketball memory? For me, it has to be either the Larry Johnson Grandmama commercials or when Big Dog Glenn Robinson got drafted. What's yours, Chris? You remember that? No, that, that's Eric's answer. Oh, oh, I was about to say. <laughs> there's no way you remember that. No, my, my, my earliest basketball memory, which I don't even, I mean, I kind of remember it, is going to Brockton High School and the Celtics were there and getting my poster signed. I kind of remember it. I more know the poster was signed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my earliest memory. Mine is actually... Uh, this was like 1997-98 for what it's worth when that happened. So every year when you lived in a non-NBA market as I did, uh, they would... The, usually the world champion would come in and so for one preseason game. So the Bulls came in, the Pistons came in, the uh, Lakers came in um, to St. Louis and they would play one game. My dad would always take me to those and it was one game a year that you would get like for a preseason game, which was super cool. But I would say, and that would have been, I guess the bad boy Pistons would have been around that time. But when I was little, right after the Jordan-Dominique dunk contest, so that was 1988, if you had a subscription to Sports Illustrated, there was a VHS video that you would get. It was called Dazzling Dunks of Basketball Bloopers. And it was uh, Marv Albert and uh, Frank Layden that were on there. And it was... It was a VHS tape, and I bet I watched that VHS tape, I would say, over 200 times, mm. easily. Because it had, like, uh, it was, like, it was good. It was a good, it's probably, somebody's probably got it on YouTube now, and it'd probably be funny to go back and watch it. But when I was a little kid, I watched Dazzling Dunks and Basketball Bloopers over and over and over again. And I would say that inside stuff, with a Rashad, like I guess as a child, it's all Jordan stuff, and I think that dazzling dunks of basketball bloopers actually chronicled the dunk contest. But I think probably like that dunk, like right around that, the dunk contest with Jordan and Dominique, and then that video and having that video, I would say are probably the earliest memories that I have of watching basketball. 
or having an awareness of basketball, like in a big way as a kid. And I, I think that, that, I mean, that was either late eighties, early nineties when that video came out all time. It's a goat basketball video. Oh, and then come fly with me came out the Michael Jordan to, VHS. Yeah. And I watched that. On that. YouTube. I watched come fly with me. Same thing. A hundred million times. But dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. That's what I'd say. From Potts, who is a UConn fan and a Bucks fan. He said, I have a two-year-old daughter and an eight-month-year-old son. The little one sometimes starts to cry very loud because he's teething. And the only way to calm him is singing Kevin O'Pelican. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you what Potts wanted to ask? You wrote a hit, Chris. You did. Yeah. I had to read that part of Potts' question. Potts asked, he wants to know if we think Giannis will ever win another title with the Bucks, or if their window is gone, considering the age and the durability of Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday. Will Giannis win another title with the Milwaukee Bucks? And this is also timely, considering his quotes in that New York Times story about putting pressure on the team, the desire to win a championship. Will he win another title with the Bucks? I think I'd say yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so you think the Bucks win one of the next two or three championships or or he stays long term and they and potentially it's seven years from now with a completely different looking team. I think it's I think the latter is probably more likely and that than the I current get, team. Yeah, that I get eight I or agree. nine more cracks at it. Right, that it doesn't have to have. If I'm just betting on will they win in the next two to three years, obviously odds are against that. You know, in any yeah. given season, something can go wrong, something can happen. But he is so. If I truly think he is an all-time great, which I do, he's an all-time great. Then every the team he's Chris, on has a chance. Yes, but with the Bucks is a is a different conversation, though, considering the length of his contract. Considering the comments, and in that case, I would I would lean no that if he wins another title, it would be somewhere somewhere else. And mm. I think with this current team, this Bucks team, unless it's this season or next season, I think the Bucks are heading towards a, a situation where it's going to be very scary about losing Giannis. It's going to be very scary, especially because he's at the messy crap in Miami too much. <laughs> yeah, the, that that no, team man. is old. They lack yeah. flexibility. They don't have assets. The situation's pretty dire for the future, but they're still obviously a contender today, depending on if Chris Middleton gets back to the guy he was pre-injury. So that's what I'd say. If it's if I'm betting on will he win another one, I would say I think that he is more like the play it all out with one team rather than joining up with something. All of his quotes. That'd be that. great. He's, he's always talking about the process. Remember last year, talking about how last year wasn't a failure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, I don't know. I'm such a huge fan. I think the guy is an all-time great. And so, we know this. You got to have one of the top five players in the league to win a title. That has generally been true. And so, he's going to be that for quite some time. So. He's one of probably five or six guys 
going to have a chance to win the damn thing every year. This question uh, came up a little late. I didn't text you uh, about this one ahead of time. From Wasson uh, in Lebanon. I apologize if I mispronounced your name, which I probably did. This question was, with the FIBA World Cup happening, who do you think would win a competitive seven-game series between Team USA and Team World? And he put together some 10-man rotations for World versus USA. Just to rattle off some names, like a starting five for World could be Jokic, Giannis, Markkanen, Luka, Jamal Murray from Canada, or SGA. That was what he put together on the World team. What he put together for USA, KD, LeBron, Booker, Steph, AD, off the bench, Tatum, Butler, George. These are his teams. The, the world. world would also have Embiid. So you're picking the world. I agree. Yes. I agree. And this, and this is why I think like that's not going to happen, a seven-game series between those teams. But this is why I wish the NBA would turn the All-Star game into World versus USA. The world would take it seriously in the first year and whoop some ass and try it out for a couple of years and see if it turns yeah. into something. And that's the thing. They get the whole world. They get all these guys. <laughs> it's, country, it's, like, uh, it's like that old Norm MacDonald joke. I think he did it. Remember that joke he did on the last, it's like the last Letterman episode. And he was talking about, uh, you know, how people are always scared. of you know, They'll get scared of Russia. They get scared of China. Or they get scared of whatever. It's like, Germany's always the one that scares me. <laughs> he's like, and, he's, and he gives you a little history lesson and he's like so Germany got really upset and they decided that they were going to go to war and they so they chose as their opponent the world <laughs> and you wouldn't have thought it had been close but it actually was and then they did it again <laughs> and they chose the opponent, the world. So good. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel, right? You can't give them everything. They get, they get the world. So, yes, Team World would beat Team USA. Let's get serious. <laughs> it's like four of the five best players we have right now. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and Luka. Like, I don't know what list you're making that doesn't have those guys in the top. Like you're, there's no way you're getting past seven. Yeah, on any list, without those four, <laughs> <laughs> the world. I love that. It's so People can go look that up. Norm Macdonald on Letterman. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna listen to that one after. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's probably been a while since I, I watched that on YouTube. YouTube's great, man. Isn't YouTube great. awesome? I mean, I remember remember when YouTube first having launched access back to all like, of those oh, that I, I can just I, say something like that. And you can go pop yeah, it on. I know. I, I remember. I remember when YouTube launched, like in '06 or whatever it was. My dad was like, "Can you type in Hagler Hearns?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you can type in anything." And we watched it back. This was my first time ever seeing it, and it was his first time probably since it was live in the '80s. Besides seeing highlights over the years, and he was like, "This is incredible." Oh, man. I mean, yeah, this is so long ago. But um, yeah, I'm going to watch that afterwards. Uh, from Joe in Iowa. I don't want it to be forgotten how great Aaron Gordon was in the playoffs. <laughs> can, 
can you? This is not. This is not from Joe. This is from. It was just from Joe Gordon. His question is from since sixty seconds giving Gordon some love. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Gordon. You you did this. You typed this. In. I did not type this. this is from Joe. Yeah, Aaron Gordon was awesome. Like, he what was do you great. Want us to say versatile. He pummeled teams on the post. The Nuggets this coming season, maybe when Jokic isn't on the floor, you could see Gordon at the five. He's so versatile. He can handle the ball. He can score in different ways. I mean, Gordon is the perfect piece next to Jokic, and they have synergy together. With Unless you're passing. playing against the Lakers and he has to get benched. But other than that, <laughs> he was look. He, Anytime he had a favorable matchup, he just absolutely yeah. punished teams. Punished Tremendous them. postseason for him. Tremendous. Great postseason. So I'm going to combine these last two questions Joe here. Gordon. For <laughs> Joe Gordon. From Jason in Australia, he asked, which cities do you think will have the best home crowd energy this season? That's because he wants to, he's making a trip to the United States. He wants to go to some games. And I'm going to combine that question with Ryan from St. Louis. Ryan asked, it's always been a bucket list item of mine to see all 30 stadiums. My wife and I split at the beginning of the year, so I've been thinking about hitting all 30 this season. Feels like it'll be a great distraction, and I'll be able to create great memories that I'll keep forever. I'm based out of St. Louis, so I'm centrally located. Any advice on accomplishing this feat? And Jason from Australia will be taking a trip to the United States. Any advice on places that they should target this year? Any advice on how to accomplish going to all these arenas? I have no idea on the latter part. Uh, going to all 30 arenas, I've, I've been to, I think, still less than half. <laughs> and I've been doing this a long time. I Okay, so just off the top of my head, as you mentioned this, this is what I wrote down. The Knicks, I think, the, oh, I think yeah. the Knicks are going to be good. You got to so do Knicks. Going, yes, that would be number one. I would say, like, just for the experience of going to MSG. And also, I think if you're going to go up to New York, then, of course, then you're also hitting the Nets and try to schedule it at a time that both teams are home. And then maybe since you're in the Northeast, go to Philadelphia, go to Boston, two other great home yep. courts, two great crowds. Uh, those places always have awesome energy. And then the other ones, I would say Denver coming off a title. Absolutely. It will be, yes. have a different deal. And Memphis then, as well, since he's in St. Louis, if he hasn't already been there. Oh, yeah. Memphis is great. For a game, yeah. and then oh, it's great crowd. Other ones I, I wrote crowd. Down, uh, Sacramento and Oklahoma City, both really good. I think oh, this yeah. year probably I think th those will be two good ones. And also, small like, market, small markets always have a different energy. They just do. And also, take a trip to L.A. Do it during wintertime, December, January. It'll be you know seventy-five degrees, and it'll be cool out at night. It'll be a perfect time to go to a Lakers game and get the energy there. If you want good energy, if you're Jason and Ryan, you could hit both a Lakers and a Clippers game. I hope Clippers games have good energy this season, but it can be hit or miss depending on the opponent, depending on the state of the team. But Lakers, Lakers games, always games have good are energy. an event. They have great energy. It's an they event, really do. man. They it do. it yeah. feels like you're going to something other yes. than a basketball game. And, and, it feels yet, like you're and at yet an it event. Is. And yet it is a basketball game because the crowd, the hardcore Lakers fans that are in the upper level and scattered throughout the bottom yeah. load sections, they're they're hardcore. And that's oh, the yeah. one thing that that's one of the things that made me happy moving from you know Boston to LA. I grew up my whole life having 
the most awesome crowd experiences. I love going to Celtics games. The Celtics crowd is arguably the best in the entire league, but definitely top five. And Lakers games have their own different type of energy, and yet it's equally in its own way satisfying as yes. a fan of the NBA to be in there. And, no, they have uh, like real recommend. NBA fans for sure, and they got all those statues outside. Yep. They got crazy so history. Cool. And, there's, and when their team gets going, that place gets rocking. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're going to really be good this year, too. Rocking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, yeah. Like, like uh, Lakers just, you need to go to see a game there. It's different. The stage lighting, and they'll have that Kobe statue out there this year now, right? You're yeah, walking like around outside. That up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's certainly one that you need to do if you're a basketball fan just to see it because it's cool. No matter what they're calling that arena now, it's not Staples anymore, but I know everybody Crypto. still calls it that. Yeah. Yeah. Then also, I think if you want to see Wemby, may- maybe catch him on the yeah. road. Try to schedule it out if you can't. Can like to see some of those rookies, Scoot Henderson with Portland, whoever really catches your eye during the course of the season. Try to see your rookie. Uh, whether you go to San Antonio or Portland or whatever, um, I think that's always cool to be be one of the first to see a great young player in person. Sacramento looked amazing last year when they got good. Oh my god, dude! I know it really. Did. I know those and the whole light the beam awesome. thing. Yeah, like it's just a good energy. It's good energy. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other? That's it for questions. That, that's all, right. all for this week. Uh, NBA mailbag at gmail.com if you want to submit for next week or beyond. NBA mailbag at gmail.com. Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez, as always. Kevin, I will talk to you next week. Have a good week.